Welcome to Spirit Field Revelation, the prophetic voice. Revelation exposed. I am here on this beautiful day in Phoenix, Arizona. Glory to God. About to release a word from on high. It's time to expose the devil. Glory to God. So as I prep and prepare and get ready for this message, I pray that you tune in to Spirit-filled Revelations, the prophetic voice, Revelation Exposed. I am J. Anthony Blitz, about to release a word from on high. Y'all get ready. This is a little something that I uh, recorded in 2019, simply entitled, Filled with the Holy Ghost, Spirit-Filled Revelation. Glory to God. Y'all get ready. What a beautiful day. My lovely wife uh, took a station break uh, for this podcast, but she will be returning in two weeks to join me. Uh, everything's all good. Just take a little break. And so on today, I'm going to minister solo and uh, put that word in the atmosphere. Glory to God. Just about ready. I'm gonna let this play out, and then I'm gonna go right into the word on today. Glory to God. Give God all the glory. Repent, my people. Time to take back what the devil stole. But it's time for the Holy Ghost to fill the space. Feeling good in my spirit this morning. About to let it loose. Revelation, expose, uncover the truth. That you be set free in your mind. I pray that you would share and share and share these podcasts over and over again. I know that there's somebody that needs to hear what God is putting in the atmosphere by way of his prophet. It's time to get busy, y'all. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. God, I pray that you would open up this word on today, that you would bless those who are listening. Open up their ears, open up their minds, their spiritual eyes, that they might see what you are 
saying in these last and evil days. Glory to God. I just pray that somebody gets blessed on today. Glory to God. Glory to God. And uh, as I always do, that I keep my historical background on the Word of God, because I am a man of God, I have to use my biblical foundation before I go into the word that God has given me in my heart. Now, I've been talking about uh, the inner city blues, talking about the situation and the chaos that's going on in our inner city across the world. I'm talking about mass devastation, mass chaos, mass genocide. It's a whole lot going on in our inner cities, our hood, our ghettos, the projects, however you want to word it. It's the same scenario, and it's abroad. And so I'm going to do part two on today. I started part one uh, two weeks ago, so I'm going to give you a brief reference to uh, what I started off with for those who have not tuned into part one. And then I'm going to go into the word today and finish off this series. Uh, inner city blues. Expose the enemy. Uncover the truth of the matter. Glory to God. Now, on my uh, scriptural history and background, I'm going to go to Luke chapter number four. Uh, this is the ministry of Jesus, his public ministry, as he went abroad. And I'm going to give you uh, just a little bit of what I'm going to talk about on today. Uh, you must remember that my ministerial history is of healing and deliverance uh, to set those that are captive in their mind free. Now, we all say, well, Brother James, I've been set free. I'm doing well. You know, I'm married and I have a wonderful house and a beautiful car, beautiful job, and my wife is fine and my health is good, and that's all good. But some of those of you uh, have issues that you have not exactly uh, addressed. And so I'm going to go back into what the ministry of Jesus was all about. And then I'm going to take you into 2022 concerning our inner city, our ghettos, our hoods, the projects. So I'm going to tap it into each other and bring it up to date today. Glory to God. I pray that this word is a blessing to somebody. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we see in chapter number four, I'm going to go to verse 14 in the book of Luke. Yes, the book of Luke, chapter number four. I'm going to start at verse 14. And I want you to hear what the word of God is saying. 
And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through all the surrounding districts. This is Jesus on the move. And he began teaching in their synagogue and was praised by all. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. Listen, listen. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, the prophet. And he opened the book and found the place where it was written. Listen, listen. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has anointed me to proclaim the release to the captives and recovery of sight, listen, to the blind. Now listen. To set free those with or who are downtrodden to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. Listen. And he closed the book, very important. As I finish with this scripture, you'll understand why it's very important. And he closed the book, Jesus, and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed upon him. And he began to say to them, listen. Today, the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The scripture has been fulfilled today in your hearing. If you hear the word on today, it has come alive today. I want you to listen. I'm going to take my time and I'm going to go into this part two of this inner city blues. And I want you to really pay attention and listen. And those of you that are in need of being set free, who are imprisoned in the mind, and have issues that you have not quite dealt with. Today is your day of freedom. He closed the book. He said, this is it. He was the man. So what he said was supreme. And it stuck and it stayed right where he left it. He said, it will be fulfilled. Filled in 
the one who needs to be set free and there's no issues in your life and you don't need Jesus and you don't need God, well, this podcast may not be for you. But I'm going to be simplistic and I'm going to be transparent and I'm going to say that all of us that are living as human beings have something on the inside that we need to let go and to get out, to be refreshed. So this message may be for you. If not, grab a neighbor, grab your uh, nieces or nephews, this next generation that's coming up, that's in total chaos. Uh, you may want to sit them down and have them listen for a minute. It might help the whole family. Glory to God. And so just a recap on what this was all about on part one. Um, the church must reach out to begin to evangelize the inner city ghetto, the hood. Uh, there is an urgency and a special need for spiritual warfare. There's time to go to war with the devil. It's a spiritual warfare needed in the earth. Now listen. Uh, concerning the issues and the problems that are currently exist in this world that we live in. There are systems of demonic spirits that haunt and stalk the lives of people trapped by a political stronghold in our inner city, a political stronghold in our inner city, our ghettos, our hoods. Uh, this for centuries caused mass chaos and various of genocide in the world we live in. This message has been given to me by the Holy Spirit to expose the massive spirit and destruction and cycle of defeat. Uh, the main plot to this message is to open up the eyes to the church, to the reality that must be dealt with. We are faced with a dying population of men, women, boys, and girls, children, and senior citizens that are dying over the syndrome of inner city living. Listen. Listen, please. We are going to expose the demonic activity abroad. Uh, we have touched on this subject in many different movies, but we have not touched on it by sending in the church. Listen, many movies are made and expose the inner city chaos. And we watch it, because I've watched many from back in the day up to the ones that they're making now that expose exactly what's going on in the inner city. So they're showing you on the screen as you look at your TV what exactly is going on in the inner city. But there has not yet been a movie that shows the church going into the inner city, into the projects, into the hood to evangelize and begin to minister the spirit of Christ. So listen. The inner city, the ghetto, the hood, and the streets of destruction 
include drug addiction, alcohol abuse, prostitution, gang violence, poverty, as well as major issues, homelessness, lack of family structure, support. Glory to God. All of this has caused a growing suicide rate, teen pregnancy, children abandoned by their parents, children molested, and pornography. Oh, listen to this. Strip clubs and sexual assault on our young as well as our old. This has caused incarceration in jails and prisons are overflowing tremendously. There is politics and the government seduction in the land. And these statistics are staggering. Glory to God, glory to God. Let me dig deep into this. I charge the United States of the government for setting up this system that we call the inner city, the project, the hood. I talked about it last week where it all started from, and I talked about how in the beginning the Jews were the first subject of this experiment. Uh, they were back in the day, back in centuries ago, set aside from the rest of society and put in this area uh, where they were enslaved by the system. Uh, they have been separated from the politics of life. They have been separated from the economics of life. They have been separated from all the blessings that God has planned for each and every one of us. And so what the United States of America did was take a blueprint of this scenario and began to spread it abroad. They began to do it with the Italians, the Jewish, the Germans, uh, the Black, the Puerto Rican, the Hispanic. Uh, our Native Americans, they put them on reservations, the same scenario. And they decided to keep them separate from the rest of society. So listen, 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 very clear. Now, I want you to understand that before all this chaos began, before we got into this whole uh, scenario of mass destruction of our inner cities, of our politics of the hood and how they uh, expose us to this kind of condition, we live very well. I'm going to take you, and I'm talking about uh, black people in America at this time. I'm going to touch every race, don't get me wrong, but I'm going to start off giving you some information about what happened uh, back in the day when we had a black Wall Street. Uh, I don't know if any of you know the history of what happened on black Wall Street, but it was devastating. Let me tell you something. Uh, black Wall Street was one of the most successful African-American communities in the United States at the time, black entrepreneurs had created a community of attorneys, real estate agents, doctors, 
and other small businesses that made the area self-sustaining and prosperous. Listen, listen, listen. Before Black Wall Street was destroyed, because that's what happened, they came in and burned it down, destroyed this community, and they were successfully living as black people in the earth. You need to listen to this. So don't let the United States paint this picture of you living in the hood, living in the ghetto, living in these conditions for the rest of your life. The devil is a liar. There is something that we have to get back to, and that is being proud of our own selves. It's time to clean up ourselves. It's time to get back in order because you have a history. And your black ancestors were very successful back in the day. So what happened? Uh, after all that happened, that's 100 years ago. They just celebrated uh, that whole scenario, that massacre. Uh, and they destroyed the people's living conditions. They grew their own uh, fruits and vegetables. They had their own banking system. They had their own housing. They had their own schools. They taught good education. They had their own teachers and nurses and doctors and lawyers. They had the whole what you call American dream going on at that time. And the United States of a government allowed them to come in, whoever they were, uh, that to destroy this community. I'm putting the devil on notice today. And so what do we have? Now we have this whole scenario of this inner city living, uh, this chaos uh, of all that has been created in the last 430 years is still ongoing. Psychologically, I believe that we were set up for failure. And I'm here to speak against the United States of America on today. The government set this system up to destroy the masses. Now, in our ghettos, our hoods, uh, we also had uh, Hispanic, when I didn't even know what Hispanic was. We had uh, Italians, we had some, a little bit of German, a little bit of Jewish, uh, Black, Puerto Rican, Jamaican. We had a whole mixture of different races in this system. So let me explain something to you. You might not know this, but this system was set up uh, to create genocide in our communities. Uh, I believe it was set up that they would have us to fail in life and that we would end up living like we are living now, some of us that are trapped in this system. Now, what they did to the Native Americans, they put them on reservations. I talked to many Native Americans uh, at my job 
uh, that live on the reservation, and they have the same statistics and live in the same conditions as we that come from the hood, the ghetto, the inner city have lived in. So see, it went abroad. Listen, 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 listen. Uh, so now, this system has been uh, put together uh, to separate us, first of all. Uh, we had uh, our corners, our, our south side, our west side, our east side, north side, where all the wealthy, rich, and well-to-do people live. You didn't dare go across the tracks at that time because that society was separate from who we were and where we lived. So we had to stay away from all of that, the white picket fences and all that good stuff. You stay right where we put you, and we want you to live in poverty. We don't want you to have no connection to the good life, to the American dream. This is what we have for you. Now, I'm going to go into my scenario. What happens when you have an inner city, a community that is set up, and on every corner, every other corner, there is a liquor store, they used to call it, where you can buy all kinds of alcohol and spirits. Listen, alcohol and spirits. They used to uh, label it as wine and spirits. Okay? You have one of those on every other corner. Listen. Then you have a strip club. Somewhere that was perverted, where men and women could go uh, to see sexual activities being done, right in the neighborhood, okay? You had these rinky-dink uh, grocery stores that were of lesser products. Uh, they sold the cheapest of the cheapest. Uh, we had no choice but to buy from these stores. Listen, listen, listen. Now, the food quality was not the same as the food quality that were on the north side or that was way east where they had the best of all products, whether it be meat, vegetables, fruits, whatever. They had all of the best products. What do we have in the hood? We had whatever they could uh, down price and the cheapest of the cheapest. Uh, when you bought different utensils and stuff that you use for your house and your kitchen and all that, it would it would break really quick, so you had to keep running back to what they call a five and dime, because that's all it cost. So it was a cheap material, it was of a cheap grade, and it didn't last long, okay? Now, I'm not going to stay there too long, but I just want to explain to you that when you're living in the inner city and you have these stores that are less quality than those that are abroad, then this is what you live with. And so I hear many people say, well, why uh, do uh, they live like that in the hood and they live like that, you know, in the ghetto, the inner city? Why is it so out of order and out of control? Well, if you was put in that position and you had to deal with that, you may be out of control yourself. So you need to stop talking about why all of this is going on in the city. This is what was handed to them. This was dealt to them and was told that you need to just deal with it. This is where you are. Why? 
You didn't have the jobs that they had on the outskirts, on the north side, on the better east side. We didn't have a whole lot of opportunity uh, to dig into like they have on, on these other places. So look, it was hard for employment. It was hard for housing. I'm going to go into that in a minute. It was hard to maintain. Uh, most people were put on the welfare system, and because they were put on the welfare system, they only got but so much uh, finances per month. Uh, they were given food stamps to last per month, and so they had to ration all that together to make it work. And so if you have children, a family, and you had to provide for them, it may have been a little challenge. So listen, now, I understand why some of these gangster rappers are talking what they're talking about the inner city and what's going on. They were exposing and still exposing the poverty and the conditions of the hood. They were telling a story about what they were living in. Glory to God. And so you got to watch yourself when you uh, talk against uh, these gangster rappers, as they say. Uh, some of these rappers that are talking about a little bit of this and a little bit of that, they're just exposing what they're living in. Now, I don't agree with the drugs or the violence, the gangbang, or none of that. I'm just telling you that that's what they are exposing. Now, will the government respond? No. Have they respond? No. It's still the same. I'm 60 years old, and it's been like that 60 years, plus 60 years, plus 60 years, and it's generational. So what we have walked into, people, is a generational curse that calls generation after generation to live in the same scenario. And I'm mad at the devil on today. This madness has to stop. Glory to God. Glory to God. The prophet is speaking out. And I pray that you would share this message on today. This is heartfelt. I've been dealing with this all week. God's been ministering to my mind and my heart, and I'm speaking out. This is part two of the inner city blues, exposing the national government, uh, the, the White House, and the politicians, and the mayors, and all of this stuff that's supposed to come in and help clean up the situation. I don't believe they care. They are senseless. They don't care about what's going on with you, and you have to step up to the plate and get yourself steady so you can get out of that scenario. Glory to God. Sit your children down. Sit your teenagers down. Some of you adults need to sit down and say, wait a minute. It's time for me to get out of this because this is not good for you and I. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, I'm going to go into what happens in that scenario, uh, living conditions, if you were in the project, in the hood, and what exactly went on. Let's talk about the health care. Don't you know that every other corner not only had a liquor store, a strip club, I talked about uh, the, the, the lesser products of 
groceries, the grocery stores, and they also had abortion clinics, uh, uh, one block apart, you know, so uh, that was promoting you to get an abortion, which I am against. Now, I'm not going to go into that today, but I'm going to say they were killing uh, living beings at that time. So if you got pregnant and you didn't want to keep your child, they had a place where you can go, and they still have them, where you can go and exterminate, exterminate your child. That's a whole nother message. But I'm going to say, so they had that in our inner city. The health. Listen, if you were raised on eating uh, food that wasn't good for you, like the pig, some of you might get a little mad at me on this one because pork is really not made for us. Uh, it has so much, the pig is so dirty, filthy. And we eat it, and uh, every once in a while, I may eat a rib or here or there, you know. It's, you know, I'm not um, coming against or bashing anybody that, that eats like that. But let's say this. If you're eating greasy foods and you're eating foods that are not good for your system constantly, you may have health problems in the long run. Let's put it that way. And if you're eating too many salty foods and stuff like that you're putting in your system, uh, most of the time you could get to anything sweet, cookies and, and all those snacks and all that stuff, which causes diabetes and all of that. We wonder why they're so heavy in the, in the inner city and, and people are so big, you know, because of all that putting in your system, it blows up your system and you begin to have diabetes, high blood pressure, and a whole lot of other different things that go along with that. So that's dealing with your health. I talked about the abortion situation. Let's talk about the education. Uh, in the hood, uh, if you go down the block and around the corner to your local schools, uh, your public schools, let me say, not private schools where they were well taken care of. They had the best of the teachers, the best of the instructors. It was a clean environment. There wasn't run down schools. They were well put together and kept. But those of us who had to go to the public schools, we enter into a whole nother scenario. There was a lack of teachers, uh, school supplies. It was a dangerous environment because when you have people coming out of the hood who have a mindset of just surviving, they can become very angry, very displaced, very psychotic, and they could end up doing things they really don't want to do. And so they come to school, quote, to try to learn, and then they come into a system that's lesser than the rest of society because they have the worst of the worst teachers, the worst of the worst supplies, and their environment is very messed up. They would not fix the buildings. They would not clean the buildings. They left the buildings as is. And we had to go to school and still trying to learn in our educational system like uh, they were. So now listen, some of them uh, turned out to be better than others, I will say. Uh, the schools that I went to, uh, they weren't too bad, but you knew that it was something missing. 
and that's because they uh, did not supply the teachers and the instruction, and they didn't have the money or the income coming into the inner city to help fix the issues that were in the inner city. So that became an economic situation, a financial situation, and that's why it remains the same. Now listen, now listen. I'm not going to get too deep, but I'm going to give you a little bit more. Uh, I talked about the unemployment rate in the inner city, in the hood, how it's so hard to find jobs in the inner city. And if you can't travel or if you can't get a bus or have a car to drive to the outskirts, which would be the north side or the east side, to get a job, you had to struggle making ends meet. Uh, I believe that's why a lot of our, our, our young generations became hustlers and, and began to sell drugs and do all this stuff that I don't agree with. But they were trying to survive, and they come, tried to come up with a system to make some money to take care of their family. I don't agree with any of that because I don't believe in selling drugs. I don't believe in any of that. But what happened was, psychologically, if you get trapped in a corner, you have to come out fighting some kind of way. So what happened? The drugs were brought to the inner city by the United States of America, the government. And if you go way back, I would say to the 60s, after the Vietnam War, all the drugs you could think of was placed in our neighborhood, in the inner city. All of the heroin, the cocaine, the marijuana, along with all the state stores where you buy the liquor. Okay, so you got all these drugs coming into a community, and what did it do? It began to spread abroad because they had the pimps and the hustlers and the gangsters and all those. They just took it and ran with it because they thought it was a way for them to be successfully making money so that they could take care of the family or the kids or whatever. But what it did, it set you up for failure because what happened was you started getting psychotic, you started losing your mind, then you started talking about this is my territory where I sell my drugs and this is where I do what I do and then you had your little wars and, and you prostituted them and then all of a sudden the gang started uprising and this gang came together and that gang came Same people in the same place. It's, it's stupid. And so you've got your same races coming at each other, and then the Mexicans got their group going on, Jamaicans got their group going on, Italians got their group going on, uh, Jewish got their group. So now everybody is being separated. That's another thing that the United States wanted to do, is to cause us to be separated. Because they know if we come together in unity, they can't defeat us. So what did they do? They separated us and put us in our own little section, and now this is where it becomes a territorial war, and this is what happens in the inner city. Now, let's listen to this. Now, not only was that, it was poverty at its best. I'm talking about poor housing. I'm talking about projects that half of the building sometimes was burnt out. The elevators didn't work. The electric wasn't working all the time. The water system wasn't working all the time. They didn't collect the trash like they were supposed to. And you had all kind of rodents running around at night, the rats and the mice and all that would come out. Now you got somebody, listen, listen, listen. You got somebody living in all this and you expect them to be sane. It doesn't happen. 
You're living in an environment that is nasty and disgusting, and you got the drugs and the violence and the prostitution. You got the gang banging. You got all of this going on in one building. Wait, why did we lose our mind? Because we did not know how to function. So we have a psychotic way of thinking. Please, please listen, listen, listen. It was a setup to have you or to cause you to lose your mind. And now people, some people that I know, when I go home, that's still in the hood, they still have the mentality that everything's okay. Everything is not okay. You are supposed to be living much better than that. It's time to come out of that chaos. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm just about finished, but I got to give it to you just like God gave it to me. Now, listen. So, you had uh, the unemployment. You had the welfare system. And, and don't forget, the welfare system was the system that decided to give the women that were in the project who had children uh, more money per month and more food stamps per month, more cheese and government milk and all of that. But they made a stipulation that you could not have a male figure living on your premises. So now if you are a woman and you have a child or children and you have no male influence, you have no male structure in your living conditions, as bad as it was, you end up raising your children by yourself, and then you have to deal with all the chaos going on in your area. So what did the men do? They would sneak back and forth and try to come in and try to give money if they could. they come in and have sex, of course, and then there's more babies being created. That's more children without fathers. This, this thing got really devastating for a minute because it created a system of failure and defeat. If you keep having children and you can't take care of your children and you can't raise them together as a father and a mother, what do you do to the children? You destroy them at an early age. And this is why the generations go on and on and on because they haven't been taught that there has to be a way out of this system. So it carries on, and it carries on, generation after generation after generation. I'm so tired. I'm so mad at the devil today. This has got to stop. You need to spread this word. You need to share it and share it and share it some more until this word gets out. This needs to go viral. I need somebody to put this out there as much as you can because what I'm doing today is being simplistic and being a realist. And I'm exposing the reality of the hood, of the ghetto, the inner city, and what goes on. All of the killings and all of the murder and all of the drugs. All of this is still going on as I speak. Glory to God. I'm mad at the devil today. Now listen, not only that, you have a homeless population who could not uh, function at all. Do you know that most of the veterans that came out of Vietnam began to be homeless on the streets? They were already strung out by drugs while they was in war. 
They come home to more drugs and they get drugs, drugs, and more drugs. And many of them end up being incarcerated for uh, stealing or uh, killing somebody for drugs and going to jail. Okay? And so you have that generation, that's in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and it's still going in 2022. It's still going on. And so you have a lot of homeless people in our inner cities. Wow, if you just look at the news and how they show of the homelessness in San Francisco, state of Washington, New York, L.A., Philadelphia, Chicago, Detroit, Baltimore, Jersey, Florida, all of these major cities where they have an inner city area, people are poor and impoverished, and it's hard for them to survive. So they end up homeless and sometimes strung out and sometimes incarcerated, and sometimes they end up dead. Listen to me. Please open up your eyes and see it for what it is. Glory to God. I'm just about done. Now listen, police brutality, we've heard that just in our generation, or just in the last decade, all of the police brutality, all of the people that are gunned down, shot in the streets and recorded, and all of that, this is still ongoing, but more or less in our inner city. They have a system that is set in place, I believe, to destroy a people. Now, are all police corrupt? No. There are many police that actually try to help the people in the hood, in the inner city. I'm talking about corruption. I'm talking about the corrupted police. I'm talking about the corrupted mayors and the corrupted counselors and those who do not care about what's going on in the inner city. Those are the ones I'm talking to today. Shame on you. You need to be shut down. You have the spirit of the devil. If you allow that to go on and you get into office and you don't fix it, you have the spirit of the devil. Period. Now, listen. Profiling, racism, we know that. I don't even have to go into that. All you got to do is go on your news, just look in your, it's all over the place. It's everywhere. You know, it's not just black people. It's Hispanic people. You know, uh, they, they're getting it too. The, the Native Americans are getting it. Any minority group you know, uh, being profiled and, and pulled aside just because, and everybody else goes free. You know, it's just, this, this is a mess. And so everybody's saying, oh, it's going to get better, it's going to get better. I don't see it getting better. In 60 years, it's been the same. It hasn't changed. It's still going on. The only thing now is we can record it and expose some of those who get caught in the act. That's the only difference. Glory to God. Glory to God. Then we also have uh, disease. That's when AIDS back in the day and all the STDs, uh, you know, for unprotected sex and uh, many kids were being molested and, and, and women were being raped. And, and I'm talking about in the project, I'm talking about in the hood, in the inner city, uh, there, all of this was going on and nobody was talking about it. Nobody was bringing it to the forefront. It just kept going on and on and on. Uh, well, along with mental health. Now I'm going to go into that in another series and talk about mental health because I'm in the mental health field. And so I'm going to attack that in a different way. 
But listen, and so we have the incarceration of the men and of the women, of our young boys, our young girls, uh, and we have murder in the streets like never before. We have what you call a total blowout, chaos in our inner cities, our hoods, our ghettos. And I know I said a lot, and so I may be talking a little fast because I'm really like hyped and pumped for this message because I really just want to put it out there to give you something to think about. I started off talking about how it was so important for the church to go into these inner cities, into these projects, and to go in and evangelize and minister the love of God and minister the spirit of Christ. Okay, it's so very important that we reach one and we teach one in this last and evil days. Just think about what's going on in those of you that are living well, that uh, have a good job and live in a house and you have your own car and all of that good stuff. I'm blessed. Me and my wife, we're just blessed. But now listen, there's those of us who are struggling with economics. All the prices are going up, the food prices and, and gas prices and housing situation. And it's hard to buy a home and, and they're raising the rent on apartments and all of that. I mean, it's costing us almost double just to live in an 800 square foot place. So all of this is happening to those of us who are, quote, middle class or living okay. Can you imagine what's happening to those that are in the inner city, that are in the projects? You're talking about how the houses are stacked together. You can hear your neighbor talking and fussing and cussing and whatever else. You've got the projects where these buildings are overloaded and they're not functioning like they're supposed to. They don't have electric. They don't have water. They are drug infested. Um, they smell like urine and, and feces. And, and they have all kinds of rodents and stuff running around in the middle of the night. So can you imagine what they're struggling with at this time? Now you say, well, uh, Brother James, they can get out of that. Yeah, you know, that sounds really easy. My wife and I struggle with this conversation, how they can get out of it. They don't have to live like that. Well, I'm going to tell you, once you get trapped into a system and end up in those kind of conditions, it's not as easy as you think to get out of the hood. You have to struggle and struggle and struggle some more, and sometimes you die right in the hood. Because it's not that easy to get out. Can some people get out? Yes. I got out. I took a chance. I got on a bus and left the inner city because I was strung out on drugs. I got 25 years clean now. So I know it can be done. But how many going to take that chance and get on a bus and go somewhere you ain't never been and start life all over? Not many. Most people can't do that, especially if they have children. They can't travel like that. They don't have no car. They don't have money to get on buses. I'm talking about people in the hood, in the projects, that has low income or no income. They can't do that. So they're stuck. So they need some help. 
Now, will I say that some people don't want help? Will I say that some people abuse help? Yes. I believe some people abuse the government for trying to help them. Shame on you. But if you do get help, do the right thing, get yourself back in order, and set up a plan to get out of your situation. Can you go out and find a job? Yes, you can. Especially in this day and time, jobs are plentiful. There should be no excuse about you going out to get a job. But what mostly happened was a lot of the uh, chaos that was going on in the city, many of them picked up felonies and different charges, um, charges that some jobs will not overlook and not let you in. That was another setup. Don't you know when you get a felony, you now can't get federal jobs, state jobs, you can't vote, you can't work in the mental health, you can't work around children. So it eliminates a lot of opportunities. I'm just saying. That's another whole subject. And so I say to you, if you're in that struggle and you're trying to get out, do your very best. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm here to inspire you that you can get out of the hood. You can get out of that inner city scenario and you can have a successful life in God. You can be blessed. You can have a white picket fence. You can own your own house, own your own car, have a wonderful job. Take care of your family. The husband and the wife can be together. I'm talking about cleaning up the family structure. We lost all of that in the sauce when this inner city, this project, this, this, this terrible system was set up. I'm asking you on today to pray to God and ask him for his help that you get out of this and that you get find some comfort. Jesus said in his scripture that today it was fulfilled. He's bringing healing to those who need to be healed. And he's going to fix those that can't see, that were blind. And he's going to go deep into your heart to cause you to want to live a better life. He said today this scripture is fulfilled in your life. I pray that you got blessed today. I'm praying that you share this message. I pray that you respond. You can go to my email, caroljames0612 at gmail.com for any comments. For now, I'm going to say God bless you. I pray that God encamps angels around your families, and I pray that you have a blessed day. This is J. Anthony. Blessed. Glory to God. Spirit-filled revelation to prophetic voice. Revelation exposed. Until the next time we meet, God bless you. Much love.